From Glitch HQ on Riverside Avenue in crowdful but not crowded Minneapolis, this is Nice Games Club, the show where nice game devs talk gaming and game development. I'm Martha McGarry, and I make nice games. I'm Steve McGregor, and I make nice games. And I'm Mark LaCroix, I too make nice games. For this roundtable episode, our topics are business stuff, the Nintendo Switch, we're not done talking about it, and competitive play. And so, if everyone is ready, let's start. Woo! What, What episode is this? 24. 24. Damn. Wow. We're one shy of a quarter hundred. Wow. Yes, 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 yes. Hype, 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 hype. Trying. <laughs> <laughs> um, just a reminder, folks. Yeah. I'd like to remind you to give us feedback. Our yes. feedback form. Nicegames.club slash feedback. Yeah, we didn't bug you guys about it the last two episodes as much as we should have. Yeah, we should probably do it more. <laughs> between each um, between each topic, yeah, I farm, feedback form guys, come on. We'll, just, we'll buy ads on our own show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> give us feedback. Don't listen to it, but give us feedback, please. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. actually, listen to it and then give us feedback. We should make fake commercials that are like, "Oh, what is this? <laughs> it is nice games club slash feedback, eh?" <laughs> <laughs> it, it'd be really helpful, guys. We we're looking for feedback. We're always looking to improve the show for our listeners mm-hmm. and also for us, but mainly for our listeners. So if you could give us feedback at nice. It's all about the listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Nicegames.club slash feedback. If you could give us that feedback, we would really appreciate it. Yeah, we're evolving the show and we really need your voice in making that happen. Otherwise, it's just going to move on without your voice. And that seems like no fun at all. Yeah, you should have input. Yeah. What's that address again? Nicegames.club slash feedback. Nice. All right. Uh, I guess we can get right into it then. Yes. Right? Uh, first topic of the show is my topic, uh, business stuff, Ooh. which is a little bit of a bummer, but like it's something what? we all no. need to know Most about. Most important thing. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. I mean, when you kind of know what you're doing, it feels great. Um, when you don't know or just barely know what you're doing, it feels awful. <laughs> That's me right now. <laughs> it's a business. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, Mark, what is business? What is this word? <laughs> <laughs> well, basically, if you're an indie game uh, dev and you want to sell your work, um, there's a couple ways you can do it. You mm-hmm. can do it you know, as yourself uh, if you're a hobbyist, and that's totally cool. Yeah. Um, tax implications are fairly simple. Um, there's not really a lot to worry about. But you know, maybe you want to have a fancy name in front of your thing. and yeah. It might just be like you don't want to sell your, na- your, your, your game on iTunes under your own personal name. Like that's enough of a reason to start a proper business. And when you do that, then you start realizing what else it offers you, which is that you can, uh, you know, you can provide um, contracts for contractors. You can uh, uh, get partners and sell equity, and you can make these things a lot easier to manage if you think about it in those terms. Mm. Uh, it's not even necessarily the actual like. There's no real, as far as I can tell, at least from my limited experience. There's not really a monetary reason to be a business over a person. But yeah. Yeah, I, I'm speaking of the, the small-time indie dev or indie dev team. Um, it can be a lot of headache to get set up, but it's something you should be thinking about uh, and to decide if it's right for you. Yeah. Um, and this is, it's been on my mind for a while, but I, I formed my LLC about a year ago. Um, partly because I got in, and what is what is LLC? So LLC is limited liability corporation. So mm-hmm. it ba- it's it's basically like a version of a company that is designed to be as hassle free and simple as possible. Um, and all of this is like just the way I'm defining these things is sort of the way I things I've picked up along the way. It's none of this is authoritative, and I think that's kind of important. Is when you're looking for information on this kind of stuff, you kind of want like what is the correct answer? And the truth kind of is is like. It's not that it's fuzzy, but that it's not as complicated as you think it is. And so you kind of just, if someone has done it, they can show you how it's done. Yeah. And that's all the information you really need. You don't need to spend a ton more time researching it. But yeah, LLC is the, the name you use generally for a, a company that is um, usually well, it usually makes a lot of sense for a small uh, indie dev. In my case, I'm a sole proprietor. Uh, actually, sole proprietor means that you just do business under your own name. But I'm a, sole, I'm a single member LLC, which means my company is just me. I'm the only one who has any control over it. And so the tax implications of that are fairly simple. I just do everything on my personal taxes. <laughs> so uh, by the time you hear this, tax season will have come and gone, yeah. and you'll either be freaking out because you missed it. or <laughs> <laughs> trying So to, reminder right now. Yeah, or Get totally that. relieved that you got it in on time. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, uh, when you have an LLC, it's basically just you. Um, mm-hmm. You don't have to do much more than that because one of the common misconceptions about having a business for your work um, is that uh, the IRS and the like the the Secretary of State in your office that they like talk to each other? They totally don't. 
they don't really care. Like, so the tax implications of you as a sole proprietor or as a single member LLC, like a lot of those things are, it's basically the same. It's mm-hmm. the, it's, it's um, there's a difference in legal uh, uh, um, uh, consequences. So yeah. when you have an LLC, you, the operations that your company does um, is uh, liable to the company. So it's a way to protect your personal assets. Let's say you, you know, you have a day job, um, you make enough money to like, you know, to put some of it into your game dev and then you release something and then someone sues you. Well, that's a bummer because you're actually, they're suing you, the empl- full-time employed person. Right. But what they're, even though what they should be doing is suing the company that they have a grievance against, which is your, you know, a profitless tiny company. <laughs> and so uh, having an LLC is a way to protect yourself, to sort of legally separate. And uh, there are a couple of reasons why you want to do that. Uh, one is to protect yourself, but also it, it helps you understand like where the line is drawn. So mm. like I'm buying this equipment for purposes of work. And so you, you catalog that that way so that you can, cl- you can make sure that it's claimed correctly on taxes. Yeah. Um, but also to keep straight in your own mind that this is like work I'm doing. So I'm really just talking about everything at once here, but like it, I find that there's an, an advantage to it and that it puts your mind in that sense. Yeah. On the other hand, <laughs> it's not something you have to rush to. Okay. Well, so, that's 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 reassuring. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've been working on my game for almost three years now, and still don't have a business right. entity. And you operate a three man partnership. Yes. So, in terms of like the crossing the T's and dotting the I's, it's actually be more important for you guys to get it together. Right. But again, there's if you don't have you're not selling anything yet. Not yet. No. I think you probably should set it up before you put anything for sale. Yeah, and we're getting close. Um, I I, I think we were thinking about. Ma- no, I'm not talking about release dates. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you got all excited. I was like, oh, no. Um, <laughs> um, I think we're thinking about making a company for or using an LLP, which is very similar to an yes. LLC, but like a partnership instead. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. And the way you just you draw up documents, which says this is how much this person owns. Mm-hmm. And then what's simple about a partnership, an LLP, is that all of the like, well, I own this much company and then I'm entitled to exactly that amount of profit from the company, as yeah. well as that amount of risk and debt, should it it's all just very simplified. Yeah. You just decide who owns how much, and then that just is, translates to all the things your company does. Whereas in a more complicated sort of corporation, those things can be different. I can own this amount of the company, but I don't make that amount of profits on it or whatever. Right. And those are like complicated in contracts. But for a little, you know, three man team, you want it, you kind of have a, you already, I assume, have a gentleman's agreement to yeah. this effect. Mm-hmm. Just put it on paper, and that's really all it is. Yeah. Um, Simple way of doing it. Yeah. And so there are, there, there, you have to set up a separate bank account. Uh, right. For your your company, I I do that. Um, but uh, interestingly, and I found this out later, is that um, w- if you are say investigated or sued, you have to prove that your money and your business's money are separate. But having a separate bank account is just one way to prove that. Okay, um, it's not something that's legally required. So, for example, my business uh, account, um, you know, I have a, a, a debit card on it. And I buy businessy things with it. Yeah. Businessy things, um, <laughs> but if I if I make a mistake and I accidentally buy something with a with a, a personal personal money, I don't have to write a check to my business account or from my business account. I don't. I just have to keep the receipt and make a note of it. Okay. Um, which isn't. It's not to say that you should be lazy about it, but that um, it's not the, the thing about a lot of these things is it's not like a there's no line in the sand necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's uh, these things only get tested when they're tested either by a government action like you're being audited. Um, or you're being, you know, suspecting of like of trying to funnel money and you know using these rules, um, or you're sued, or there's some other sort of thing. So yeah. you want to make sure you do these things correctly, but you can ease into it, and that's what I've done over the past year. Is I've slowly started putting all of my purchases on this. Okay. Um, prior okay. to that, I, I was I've been a freelancer for many years, so I have a business in name only that I, a sole proprietorship that you know is just me, and so I put that on my taxes, with, you know, with a with uh, and I keep all my receipts and my invoices and all of that, and that's always been done through my personal thing. So the way I do my taxes is no different. It it it's just that I I'm buying things with a different bank account most of the time. <laughs> uh, starting this year, all of the time. Okay. But in, it's not any more complicated for me. It'll be a little different for you guys, right? Um, but again, as long as you guys keep a record of what company money is, um, you. You actually, again, you can ease into it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's something that I think if you're just getting started, like think about it. Um, you don't. It is. It's a. It's a mark of legitimacy, but not the mark of legitimacy a lot of people think it is. Um, yeah. And okay. So that's sort of the advice on when to do it. I well, guess that's helpful. That's yeah. Helpful to know. <laughs> yeah. And like some other local teams, uh, like Joggernauts, they just started their company and they've been in production for about as 
I think as long as yeah, you guys they have. have. Now yeah. I think about it. So well, I think one of the reasons they did is because they rented a space, and so they actually have oh, they yeah. actually have more explicit expenses than a lot of times the, uh, yeah. uh, things do. Yeah, admittedly, we don't have a lot of purchases for the business. Yeah, um, one day I'll get a computer. One day, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and I maybe would like to put that on a business account. Yeah, write it off or not yeah. Write it off. Incidentally, like my my. My company, Noble Robot, mm-hmm. is basically the arm, my sort of freelance arm. So when I, I still offer my services freelance as a motion graphics designer, I still do consulting work. I still, all of that is done now through my business. Ah. Um, again, it, just because it's now convenient to put it all under that category. So I have sort of a multimedia business. In fact, a lot of the equipment I purchased for Knights Games Club, I do as my company because we, the three of us, we don't have a company for Knights Games Club. We don't. And that's true. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but part of that is because we have. Haven't had to go in on renting a studio together, right? Right. If we did, if so, the expenses I put towards this was not very great, mm-hmm. and so it was just easy for me it, it, because this is, in fact, in the service of my business and, uh, as as a game developer, as an as a multimedia producer. Yeah. I don't I don't feel that's cheating. I don't feel that's a stretching the rules no, at all. I wouldn't say so. Um, and because it is activity that's mine, like basically that is the only standard is like, if you are a single member LLC. So again, it's different with the partnership, different mm-hmm. with the company. But like if we wanted to form an LLC for Nice Games Club. Club, um, we would want to do that at a time when it made sense to us to operate, you know, as as a business mm-hmm. where we had proper expenses that we would all want to split, yeah. where we'd have profits that we wanted to split. So yeah. if you know if one day we get ad revenue, that is something we would need to consider is doing something like that. Mm-hmm. But until then, we can ease into it. Yeah. <laughs> so my question is, yeah. how how long did it take you to do that? Oh, that's the best part. Okay, like thirty minutes. Oh, so what? Um, so the, um, the in Minnesota, so every state does this differently. So your your status as a business is only recognized by the the state you live in. Mm-hmm. So there's two steps. There's registering your business with the state. <laughs> okay. Really. And, and the other part is getting a federal tax ID number. So um, we all have social security numbers. Right. And that is how we get paid. If you're a freelancer, you, you get 1099s with that on it. Or you know, if you have a full-time job, your W-2s. Um, that is how you are sort of entered into the IRS system. Um, a company has a um, tax ID. And that is just a, basically it's a social security number, but it, it does a slightly different format, but it works the same way. In fact, a lot of forms that you fill out as a business will accept either. Okay. Um, Ooh, interestingly, okay. Um, actually, there's a bit of an aside. Steam um, requires you to be a business, but if you are a single member LLC, they want your social security number. They don't want your tax ID number hmm. because a tax ID number is not the same as your business. It's it's the that's the number your business uses because because that because the tax ID number is a federal. Uh, piece of information. Right. So you register that separately with the federal government. And the federal government doesn't care that you've registered your business with the state. Like they don't, <laughs> they don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and at the same time, my business uh, will uh, accept uh, profits and losses on my taxes using my social security number. It, it, it ends up, it, it is fairly fuzzy after all. Um, but it's, it's, as long as it's, um, as long as you're, as long as you're in the right spirit of it, like as long as you're making sure you're checking that you're doing things correctly, right. like it, you know, it's actually hard to screw it up. You okay. just every situation you want to get into, it's actually not hard to look up what you need to do for it. Okay, you just and and which is not to say you should be bending rules or choosing one of five options for things. Mm-hmm. Usually, it's fairly obvious. It's just it's not the same in every situation. Sort of. Yeah. Anyways, um, but yeah, you register your business with the state, and that gives you um, you can open a bank account. Uh, under that name. Okay. Anyway, but in actually doing it, you have to file with the state and that costs a little bit of money. It's just like a, a filing fee, basically. You can get the documents uh, at your uh, the Secretary of State's uh, uh, website um, and you can you fill them out, you send them in, yada, yada. Um, not complicated. I think you can do it online, um, but you also then have to, with the federal government, register for a tax ID number um, and there, and so, and that's free. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the federal government doesn't charge for that, but it takes a while. Now that's again not complicated, but a little tedious. And like, did I do every step? Right. And I'm not, there's yeah. no like tell-all guide, and it's different for every state. Mm-hmm. That's why it's it is complicated, or it's not. It's hard to find this information online because the rules, the, where you go, what you do, it's it's mostly the same in most states. Mm-hmm. But the actual like what <laughs> what website do I click? What information do I provide? What you know? All of that is different for every state. Ah, okay. So there have been companies that have started to basically handle this for you. Oh, that's right, Alex Carlson. He made a business for yeah. his game, uh, and it, it took him like fifteen minutes or something. Yeah, that's it's, I did the same thing. Yeah. So I used to. Um, I'm not gonna. This is not an endorsement because, yeah. in fact, all of these services are as good as every other. Mm-hmm. But I used one called Inkfile, I-N-C-F-I-L-E.com. 
And basically, the way it works is they file the business for you in their name and then turn it over to you. Ah. So that way, they handle all the communications for like confirming things, for registering the tax ID number. Now, um, because when you file a business, you need there's a person who's responsible as the, f- the person who files. And that person is like the, on the record as the person who did that. But that has nothing to do with your business. It, it can be you, but it doesn't have to be. Um, so what happens is they, they designate a person to, to be that, that someone. And then they do all the work for you. And then they get back to you two weeks later with a, with a manila folder full of documents and with a signed agreement that says, we've turned this over to you. Okay. Um, and then it's yours and that's the end of it. Um, it that costs an extra 50 bucks usually. Um, I think it, for me, it was felt worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, just so I didn't have to worry about, you know, crossing yeah, the T's 50 bucks at the end of the day. Isn't that much. And in the, in, in total, I think with, with the filing fee, it was less than $200, okay. like all, all in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that's the, um, we'll, you know, we'll put a couple, we'll put that in the show notes. We'll put a couple of the competitors too. Cause, um, like I said, I'm not, it's not an endorsement. It's a, but it's a very simple service and it's pretty much worth it no matter who you go with. Um, if you want to do it yourself, like go ahead. It's like, it isn't that complicated. Um, it just seems like, just seemed like worth the fifty bucks to me to yeah to to have someone yeah. else take care of it, particularly because you're you know you're dealing with separate entities and not just a single one, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it all comes to you in a little binder, and then you're you're good. Um, you know they 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 also email you all the PDFs and everything. It's it's just it's a nicely uh, organized. It's a little more modern than you'd get from working directly with the government. Okay, that does sound nice. Yeah. Now again, it was very easy for someone that's a single member LLC. Uh, uh, companies like that will do partnerships, right. um, but they will sometimes have to consult with you. Uh, I don't think it's very complicated. I think you just fill out a, a, a little bit of a longer questionnaire. Sure. Who are the members? What are the percentage interests? Um, there's more things about like, you know, what is the canonical address mm-hmm. of the business? Um, you know, they recommend you get a PO box. Um, I'll say I chose my own home address. It's not, they recommend you don't do that, mm-hmm. but I don't have a problem. I, I, I looked into why that was and I felt comfortable uh, you know, ignoring that advice. Okay. Not, I wouldn't say that everybody should. They should research that for themselves. Yeah. Um, but for a partnership, that's a little bit a different story. You might want to actually have uh, something a little bit more official. And again, you know, it's because you're sharing something. You can't just use all of your own information. Yeah. Um, but again, not super complicated. Right. Um, I think you can use Glitch's address. I think. I, I think a, so. If you have a co-working space, yeah. uh, like we do right. here, yep. um, that's something that I think a lot of places will will allow you to do. Um, you can receive your business mail there and that sort of thing. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't sound that complicated. It really isn't. And I think it's the, it's the nervousness about doing it wrong. Right. That I think is, the thing is harder than the actual. Yeah. The thing the is a lot of wrong. the times, like you're, you're, when you're developing a game, you don't want to focus on the businessy things. You don't want to focus on the marketing. I never but, for a second want to focus on those things, <laughs> but sometimes business, business, business. Yeah. Sometimes you have to be like that. Yeah. <laughs> you have to yeah. be business, business, business for sure. So it's important. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad we had this topic because yeah. it's something I really should crack down on in the near future. Yeah. 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 So uh, there's a couple more things I want to get to before we move on. Yeah. I know this is going to get kind of tedious, but like once you've got a business, like what is it good for? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, you know, in my case, uh, there's two main reasons, which you can, you can handle this without a business, but it's much better when you have it. Um, one is, uh, uh setting up, uh, to receive payments from, uh, from uh, stores like steam, uh, Google Play, uh, I, uh, the, the App Store. Mm-hmm. Um, in particular, the um, uh, Steam and the App Store, the iTunes App Store, require you to have a business. You cannot do a, you can publish as yourself, but you cannot publish as yourself with an assumed name. Right. So you can't say this is my like vanity business card name, which you can do in most cases, actually. You can do it on Google. Um, you can do it pretty much uh, through, throughout the state. Most states will let, allow you to do business as your vanity business name, mm-hmm. but on certain places they require you to have a legal name for a legal business name to do business as. So okay. again, some of it's just a mark of legitimacy, but that is very valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also good to be paid into your business account. Yes. So it's one thing to purchase things with your own personal account and then like on paper just say, well, they were both my account. So I'm, that was a business purchase. As long as you keep those records, you're relatively safe. But when you get, when you receive payments, it is fairly important when it comes time to prove you're a business to receive payments into a bank account that is that is owned by your business. Okay. Now you're free to then take that money and put it into your own account because you can pay yourself freely back and forth mm-hmm. as a single member. Even as a partnership, you're free to move money around right. without you know without a lot of scrutiny. As long as basically the scrutiny is with your partners. Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, that is a principal point of where it it becomes harder to prove that you're actually a business mm-hmm. if you don't do that. Um, okay. Again, not impossible, but you know why risk it? Yeah. Why why make it more complicated? Something to yourself? think about. Something to keep Absolutely. in mind. 
Um, and the other thing is uh, paying contractors. So you want to hire an artist. You want to hire a developer. You want to actually hire an employee. Uh, these are things that you, it's harder for you to do as an individual. Again, you can do it. Um, you can, I mean, I've, when I worked in film, when I would produce films and I would hire actors, um, so I, there were some projects I had where we had contracts, uh, some where we didn't. Um, the thing about contracts is that there's two sides to it. There's the letter of it, and there's also the trust between people. Um, a proper contract requires both. You can't account on the letter of a con- the the phrasing in a contract to protect you mm-hmm. because nobody is interested in suing each other. <laughs> um, they're bas- it's basically there, at least in practice. I, I have found that those kinds of contracts are useful for when you want to clarify something between people, so you don't have an argument about it. So you don't there's no yeah. sour feelings. So yeah, just have it all in writing. Put it in record. It's yeah. it's less about like oh they didn't pay me I'm going to sue them. I mean I've been stiffed by clients. I've been stiffed by like pretty big companies for work I've done. Mm. I'm not going to sue them. Yeah. I have no, and they know that. So it's all their damage is to their reputation only when they do that, not to their bottom line. <laughs> and so the 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 letter of of the contract is important, but the trust between people is important. So if you're doing a project with friends, if you're paying them for their time, you're, they're helping you out. You can just give them cash, and then they can make sure they report it on their taxes, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, the law says if you pay someone over six hundred dollars, you need to provide uh, a form for, at tax time called the ten ninety nine miscellaneous which uh, reports to them how much you've paid them um, so that the government has a record of that payment. Mm. Um, that is, again, something people are pretty flexible with, but like <laughs> that is the law. Um, but in my case, when I've not used contracts or forms like that, it's always because I've paid someone less than that. Um, but when you have a business, those things can be done with a lot more, a lot more clear-headed, a lot more structured. A lot, it makes a lot more sense. Okay. Um, for the same reason why you want to use it to get paid as the business. Yeah. Um, you want to you know, pay out uh, especially when it comes to working with other people, uh, because it's harder to sort of pretend to move that money around on paper um, when you actually have to keep more f- records of employment and then the taxes that that person pays on it and so forth. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it uh, those are reasons to do it. Yeah, sounds like you should do it, guys. Sounds like <laughs> I should do it too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you should do it if if any of this applies to you. Um, you shouldn't do it because you had this cool game idea and you want to be serious. Right. Because I think people fall into that trap a lot. They're like, I want to be a real game dev. I want to be, a, you know, I want to form a real uh, startup. So I, I need to check off all the like, points of legitimacy. It's like, that's okay. I mean, I guess you, there's no reason. It's simple. It's not complicated. You can get started right away. But there's a certain point which it's a, it becomes a bad idea to keep putting it off. Yeah. And that time isn't, a, it, you know, it, you decide when that time is. Yeah. Um, don't let uh, some sort of like notion of like of what you should do. You, you know, uh, do a little research. Mm-hmm. Hopefully this advice is valuable. Again, it's not legal advice. Um, I'm not qualified or experienced <laughs> to give that in this case. Um, it's just for fun. Just for fun, yeah. <laughs> but also, you know, truthfully, you shouldn't treat what I'm telling you as, as uh, valid either. The, the only real advice I would tell you is that like you are smart enough to know yeah, the difference. Yes, um, do it when you're ready. You do it when you're ready, and 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 yeah, you decide because yeah. it can be very easy to like look up like when do I do this? Like what what is the 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 the, the wire that trips? Yeah, that says I have to. It's like well, no, no, you need to decide, and so because that's true, you need to educate yourself on what these things mean at yeah. least a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not too bad. Right. You've yeah. definitely made it less scary. So good, Thanks. good. <laughs> well, because I use my kind, friendly, inviting voice. <laughs> of course, right? I didn't use my like mean growly voice which i do off mic all the time to you guys <laughs> <laughs> yeah off mic he's me mm-hmm. <laughs> no no he's nice in real life too uh steven you can't even joke insult him. I know. <laughs> you're the sweetest of sweethearts all oh, things <laughs> now let's switch topics oh boy ah. <laughs> is this gonna be your thing now just like punning your way across the show of course i wanted i wanted to start this this topic off with the, the switch sound was double <gasps> oh. snap yeah kind of like, yeah, that's pretty good that's pretty good no martha's was better yeah. <laughs> yes i mean better is a word i'm not excited to use <laughs> but it's true okay. no i think they're both great <laughs> i think we should do that noise and then me saying that okay or my that me saying that and then yes. then the yeah Got it. Okay. Mark, edit that in. More <laughs> <laughs> word for Mark. <laughs> if you want. Uh, okay. So the Switch, we all have one now. All we right. do. It's Very cool. exciting. Um, 
So what games have we all been playing? Zelda. What game? So, what game I mean, have we been playing? Yeah, game. Game. Just, just On our Zelda machine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing Final Fantasy. I don't know about you guys. No. <laughs> just Zelda. Um, Is there a Final Fantasy for No, Switch? I don't okay. think so. I'm making it up. Um, <laughs> but um, I, yeah, I, the, only, the only game I have on my Switch right now is Zelda. Um, mm-hmm. I'm waiting for Mario Kart and arms oh my goodness to come out oh yeah um oh, i can't <laughs> what is that. arms arms is so cool it's this game where like uh you it's a fighting game and everybody in the game has extendable arms like they're like telephone um cords old school telephone cords maybe people don't know what those are anymore because they don't have landlines um and it, <laughs> geez um, we've all watched movies from the 80s what? <laughs> we, I, we had one of those when i was a kid oh well yeah i know but oh our listeners <laughs> we're old yes. now guys yeah um <laughs> You don't get to say that, Stephen. (laughs) None of us get to say that, actually. That's that's fair. Um, But anyways, they all have they all have telephone cords for arms, and they like punch each other, and it's really cool. Yes, that sounds awesome. Right, and apparently someone was just announced the twelfth here in April that um, there's some some girl who has legs that kicks instead of. Yeah, well, there was arms? A, uh, there was a Nintendo Direct about arms today, yeah. and Stephen, you and I missed it. I did, and I got just vague details. Uh-huh. But there was a new character announced, and so I, I think as soon as the recording is done, Stephen's going to scramble away oh, yeah. for this yep. information immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited for this game. It looks really fun. Yeah, and it uses motion control. It does. That's the thing that's interesting. Is like, and the re- reaction to it from people has been pretty positive. There's not been a lot of like, oh, Nintendo's at it again. Like, mm-hmm. I was yuck, expecting yuck, some yuck, of that. Yuck, yuck. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you use uh, and you have two motion control. Controlled uh, the two Joy-Con, right. so rather than like a you know with Wii Boxing, you had the Wiimote and the Nunchuck, and the Nunchuck had I think an accelerometer in it, yeah, but very very crude, right? And so you couldn't get a lot of like gameplay out of that, and no games wanted you to hold two uh, Wiimotes because that was just like an unexpected. That was a, something that was too demanding for a player yeah. to have. So developers never did that, but with the the Switch, you can kind of r- realize some of the things about the Wii that people wanted. Right. And so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. It's it's interesting to hear how excited you are about it. Yeah, I don't know. Because you don't seem like a motion control guy. I'm not. And I'm probably not going to play it with motion controls. It's not oh. something I'm excited about. It's uh-huh. the fighting game aspect. Oh, I see. And the characters what? look cool. Yeah. yeah. I'm all about that ribbon girl. I'm about to yeah. beat, beat fools with that. <laughs> with ribbon girl. <laughs> but anyways, that's what I'm excited about. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I've just been playing Zelda. <laughs> Whatever you... You just got... You... Just, you Martha, you got yours most recently. Yes. Uh, me, and got, me and my boyfriend Dylan got one together, and it is so cool. Yeah. And I haven't gotten very much time to play it because <laughs> I've been working too much, but man, it's cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, spe- my favorite part about Zelda is you. one of the things in the game is you go around and you can discover these little creatures. Um, they're like hidden throughout the world game. Yeah, the Koroks? Yes, them. <laughs> Um, and then you yeah. like each, <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And when you find enough of, like, if you when you find them, they give you a seed. And if you find enough seeds, you can go to the really, really big Korok guy, yeah. and he upgrades your uh, like item slots and weapon slots and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But when he does that, he does the most <laughs> adorable little dance with maracas. <laughs> and anytime Dylan's like, "I'm gonna upgrade a weapon slot," I'm like, "Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> that's great." <laughs> Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So that's my favorite character. And I haven't even gotten to that part in the game in my own save. So, <laughs> Do you have any other games on the Switch or is that it? That, that's the only one we've gotten. Okay. Uh, didn't, you, didn't you get um, the Tiny oh, of Isaac? Oh, yeah, we did. I haven't uh, played it yet. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Mark, you've got a lot of games on there. Uh, yeah, well, I got a couple. I, I, I got uh, Zelda, of course, mm-hmm. and I'm playing a lot of that. Mostly that. Yeah. Um, I got one to Switch, partly because Steven's like, someone around here's got to own one to Switch. Yeah, man. And so I said, sure. Um, and I also have... Um, that game actually is kind of cool in is. the end. But it's, yeah, it's great. It just needs, yeah, it needs uh, less UI or like a less, more quick action, I think. Yeah, it's funny because it actually is fairly light on UI, but I think your instinct is correct. It's a little more involved, like... There's a random mode, but it feels, I don't know, maybe even a little more UI would make the UX faster mm. and smoother. Okay. Um, it, it's like a party game that kind of, it feels more like a demo than yeah. a party game. So it kind of, it's, it's harder to keep going. It's, it's really fun to watch people play it because people <laughs> yeah. are like, oh, what's this little silly, you know, waggle deal? And, oh, they're like, yeah. oh, and they have a lot of fun. Yeah, um, man. One of the games that I was really surprised about that game was Sword Fight. Yeah. It's like 
really cool and in depth. I was playing that um, one of the one of the lounges. We should play that again because it's really fun. <laughs> um, but it's really cool because like you, it, it it doesn't really super feel like a sword fight, but it feels really intense. It feels like you're in a battle. It's like intense. Yeah, it's a pretty cool experience. Yeah, yeah. No, I liked it a lot. I actually, I haven't, I haven't, I probably have played it less than you have, Stephen. I think so. Weirdly, yeah. <laughs> but it, I, I got a lot of enjoyment out of it. Um, it's fun. a little expensive for what it is. Yeah, that's, I'll say. that's why I didn't get it. Um, but it's hard to be that mad about that. I guess mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a, it's right now the the switch is a little sparse in terms of party games, and I think that's what it's really yeah. going for. It, well, Jackbox Party Pack Three is coming or is out for it already? <gasps> is yes, it? yes, 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 yes. Um, wow. I mean, that's I a port that. that's been around on PCs for a little while, but that seems like a really good. Oh yeah, uh, that's, game, that's a wonderful game for Switch. Game for sure. Switch. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, the other one that I have that I really, really like is a. It's another old game um, that I never played on PC, mm-hmm. which is uh, Human Resource Machine. Oh, that's right. Uh, it's from Tomorrow Corporation. Um, they had a hand in uh, World of Goo, and then they also made uh, Little Inferno. Um, and then this is a game that simulates programming. So it basically the metaphor is that you are an office worker, and you you sort an inbox into an outbox according to different rules. And um, you can put these items on the floor, and then you, you can do different operators on them. And it, it sounds a little bit abstract and weird, but basically what you're doing is you write a computer program to tell your guy what to do. And so you'll be given a thing that says, oh, here's a bunch of numbers. Um, we need to uh, 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 send them in the outbox in a ranked order. Yeah. So you, need to, so you, you have a command to pick up an object, which is like um, uh, uh, selecting a, um, a, a piece of address space in memory. And then you need to uh, set it down in RAM, which is just a place on the floor. Mm-hmm. And then you need to pick up another object, and then you take them both and you compare them, which is like you know just an operator. And it's, like all, it's this metaphor, and you write it like a program by dragging and dropping these little pieces onto this sort of like um, it sort of looks like basic, but it actually works like assembly language. Mm-hmm. Um, it is as a as a programmer, it is really fun as a puzzle game. But also as a programmer who's mostly dealt with high-level languages, it's very frustrating because <laughs> the game really wants you to be use as few lines of code as possible, even if it doesn't make any sense. Nah. So, like, you have this sort of uh, you have a couple of if commands, but you can only say if zero or if negative. That's mm. all you can do. Oh wow! You, and so you have to then. If to compare two objects, you need to subtract one from the other, and if it's negative, that means the first one's larger. You know that sort of thing. Yeah, you have to have this kind of like really low-level logic, and the, and I write it out in a way that's the code is readable, right? Mm-hmm. It's like this makes sense, but like oh, I can knock off a third or maybe half the lines of code if I make it utterly inscrutable. Ah, uh, wow! <laughs> so like that is a, that's very much. I, I mean, I just shiver my programming sense. It's like I don't. I, I mean, I love writing really long variable names. Like yeah. I think that's something people should. I don't abbreviate anything. Is my is my rule I in programming? Kind of agree with that. And uh, so this game is it, it fights that instinct. But like when you get a puzzle and you get these optimization challenges where you have to write the fewest lines of code or the fewest operations of the machine. So you can write a for loop. Um, but uh, if or, or you could write the same lines of code three times, and that will actually be fewer steps for the machine. Hmm. And so again, it's this sort of it, built-in inefficiency that actually gets you. It's it's incredible, and it it feels very much like old school assembly programming. And again, occasionally the game it has this great sense of humor, um, which is at every level is like a year later in this person's career. So you see like your hair thinning and you get older. Like it's and, and mm-hmm. the whole there's like a deadly robots taking over the world, but like you don't notice because you're at work. Like it has this, <laughs> it has this really charming, wonderful sense of humor that yeah. Tomorrow Corporation is known for. Um, but occasionally they'll, they'll just mention like, oh, it, this is a programming concept. You can look it up on Google. And oh wait, really? I, I mean, they don't say that explicitly, but they, you know, you can. But it's just like a programming thing. Yeah, they, just they, like, they tell you that what it's called, and huh. then you can look it up and find out. You know, so, oh. and as someone who you know who's a programmer but never took a computer science course, mm-hmm. like that is super fascinating to me. And yeah. I'm surprised they made a release of this, and it sold pretty well on PC, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's great on Switch because it uses the touchscreen. You can use it like a um, to drag and drop. You can also use the the Joy-Con like a Wiimote. It actually has, has a pointer. It's pretty good with that okay. too. Huh. So it's a good port. It's a very good port. And nice. I I've been having a blast with it. Well, there we go. That's yeah. a cool game. That's awesome. Yeah. I might check that out. Yeah, I I think every programmer should. It's I think it's I think it's 20 10 bucks. It's 10 bucks. It's okay. not too expensive. Yeah. It's like everyone who is ha- even around programming, I think, should give it a go, mm-hmm. which means all of our audience, I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's a solid recommend. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so are there any games that are coming out 
soon that everyone's hyped about. Mario Kart. <laughs> <laughs> With an actual battle mode. Ooh. Oh, man. I'm so excited. Right. Battle mode. Battle mode. Battle mode. <laughs> I'm saying that for those of you who are listening and don't like battle mode, you know who you are. Battle mode is the best. <laughs> Not racing. <laughs> Mario Kart racing is like fine. Yeah, it's okay. It's battle mode. Yeah. Battle, <laughs> battle mode. <laughs> That's coming out uh, this month. Yeah. Dang. Oh, that'll be out right before GlitchCon. Oh, that'll be exciting. Oh, man. <laughs> GlitchCon canceled. Yeah. <laughs> no, we should all like meet up. We should have a meet up or something. Oh, GlitchCon. yeah. And With all our Switches. And play Mario Kart together. Can you, does the Switch do the thing like it, uh, DS's did where it street passes people? It doesn't, doesn't street pass. doesn't have street pass. Uh. I imagine they'll add that eventually. Uh, but uh, it does local LAN. Yeah. So you don't, it, not, you don't even have to be connected to the internet. Right. Uh, That's what I want to talk the, about with the Switch. Yeah, the local, the 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 local multiplayer because mm-hmm. it's the bomb.com. <laughs> 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 it's really cool. Like the the Switch, it feels like it was made for that, and they and like yeah. that's how they advertise it. on A lot of the things they had the the Switch, you can take out the Joy Cons out and then give one. Uh, it comes with two controllers, which hasn't been done since the Nintendo or the Genesis. One of those. Older, older consoles. Yeah, I mean, there's always been bundles available, but like as a developer, you could never count on anyone having two right. controllers. Right. Or now as, you can. As I'm developing Fingeance, I'm like, people aren't going to have another controller, so we have to develop for single player because there's going to be people who just have keyboards. Yeah. Um, and even though we support keyboards and controllers and things like that, like it's not something we we can't we can't assume that the player is going to have a controller. Yeah. But on the Nintendo Switch, I mean, you can assume that players have a controller, and you can assume they have two of them. Yeah. So yeah. that's. Well, that's why Snipper Clips was such a success because that is a, a, I mean, you can play it single player, but it's not any fun. Mm -mm. Um, It's it's designed as a two player game and they had the confidence to sell that because they knew that every system had two controllers. And if they had to redesign that to, to account for just having for, for like most people only having one or for that being at least half of their audience, like I don't, I think the game would have suffered. So it's amazing that like this platform now offers that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I just remember a talk at GDC this year, someone being like, "Oh, uh, couch co-op and couch, you know, local multiplayer is just, you know, I won't invest in any of those games." I'm yeah. like, "Man, you're gonna miss out on a lot of stuff because the For Switch real. just came out." Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like well, I mean, think like a game like Clawbreaker. Like you have, there's, ah, there's, yes, there's, I so want to make a Clawbreaker. There's break. nothing about Clawbreaker so. that you, I mean, you could make a single player mode like jump around and grab a couple stars like but it wouldn't i mean that would just be a mode to placate people who bought it on accident like, yeah you know what i mean right yep um and that's something but you know at the same time you kind of have to you'd have to do that um but i think or you'd feel it you have to do that i don't mm-hmm. know you actually have to but on the switch like you could make no apologies you could say this is a two-player game yeah and 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 not fe- not feel like and not be concerned about suffering the marketplace right mm-hmm. that game that i had talked about i think i talked about on a previous episode uh the the mage in the night Yes, would be absolutely wonderful on this because it's two player game and yeah. it's all about cooperation. It's local multiplayer. It's it's, it's built into the game, mm-hmm. so it would be wonderful on the Switch. I got to talk to the right folk to get it on there maybe <laughs> one day. Um, Nintendo, if you're listening, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have an idea for you. Well, we did talk about the Switch a bit during our GDC episodes. We did, and I, I met with Nintendo reps. Then mm-hmm. uh, they had a, a little round table. They had a, they they invited a couple of, of indie devs to this little like back room in their meeting space. They did a couple of these through the week, mm-hmm. um, and I was at one of these. Uh, There's like six of us, and we just sort of a- asked for questions. They answered them. Uh, I got to show my game. It was like it was super fun for like an old school Nintendo fan uh, to do. But one of the things they said is like, yeah, you have to sort of like submit and propose to get a dev kit. But you know, in a year or so, they didn't make any promises. They were explicit not making them. Yeah. They said like, eventually, you can just sign up for one and then buy a dev kit. Like okay. you can do that for the Wii U today. Um, you don't have. There's no screening process. There used to be, but there isn't anymore. Hmm. Um, and the Switch during the launch window, the first year at least, I think, or maybe less, maybe more. Who knows? Yeah. But about a year, they're going to be much more like old school about how they approve. Oh, sure. Uh, developers. Sure. But eventually, it'll just be something. If you've got the means and you got the idea, and you can, and you can, and you got Unity uh, and Unreal as well, um, yeah. you can just sign up and get a dev kit. Yeah. Um, that that'll that'll come soon, and I think that like. There was somebody in 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 my group who uh, was a 3DS developer and was like, "I'm like, oh no, now everyone's gonna put all their crappy games on." And I'm like, you know oh. what? Shut up. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, as much as I want there to be, you know, a curated marketplace, like I feel that opening it up is a is worth the risk mm-hmm. to a platform holder. And Nintendo feels that way these days. Yeah, I'm curious how 
game developers are going to utilize the portability of the Switch because that's really its yeah. main feature is that it's a console game on the go. Mm-hmm. How how would you how would you use that while you're developing your game? Like what what kinds of features would you have in your game to support that? From what I've heard, that it, it's really simple to um, have your game support that kind of a feature. Like literally. I've read that like people didn't have to do anything. They just ported it onto the switch and it just worked portable and on TV mode. So that's, that's really good to know. But like, is there a way to like use the portability to your advantage in your game, something or use that Hmm. as a gameplay that or use that for gameplay that isn't seen anywhere else. I wonder if you had to take it somewhere or something, Mm -hmm. take your (laughs) switch for a walk. (laughs) (laughs) Huh. Well, it's interesting. It um, it doesn't have a camera. Yeah. As far as I know, it doesn't have anything like there's no GPS. I don't. It That's ha- really nice, actually. Yeah. Because it's like so much of it's so that makes it feel way more like a couch co-op-y because it's yeah. like you can't be it. You can't be connected to the world. You have to be connected <laughs> in your house ah, or with someone else okay. across, you know, like. Real people. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. At it. yeah. But I mean, it's funny because, you know, Zelda was a Wii U game yeah. that got pushed to Switch because the timing was right and they needed a really strong launch game. It's 100% a home console game. But people have been playing that on the subway and they've been looking at the tiny I UI. Play that, I play that on Glit or on the, yeah. while I'm like waiting for crap to load. And it works fine. Yeah. And it's funny. I've heard so many reviewers and, and people talking on Twitter saying like, it's the perfect portable game. It's like, no, it's just a great game. And maybe that's the lesson. It's like... Mm-hmm. Just make a great game. I, I think that what's really exciting about it is that like because because it's 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 like a it's a console game, but like you can just play it anywhere. That's yeah. what's that's what's exciting about it. That's just really cool about yeah. it. Like like if I have five minutes, I can just because the switch opens and turns on so so freaking fast. Uh, if I have five minutes, I can just turn it on real quick. Uh, maybe work on this uh, shrine quest and finish it before um, I have to go back and do work. It's like it's beautiful. Yeah, I read an article a bit ago about how the Switch fulfills the promise of the PlayStation Vita. Ah, yep. And that is accurate. That feels, it, it's funny because you're like, well, what really was different about it? Like, well, they, they just got it right. Mm-hmm. That's kind yeah. of all it is. My brother, he bought the PlayStation Vita specifically because they promised that it would be console games portably. Yeah. And they didn't quite deliver on that promise. There's apparently good games in it. I don't have the Vita and I don't really care about the games. <laughs> but um, uh, I, I, that it just wasn't quite what people were expecting. Yeah, I think, and I think the difference, I think the main difference is that you can put your Switch in the dock and play it on your television. Yeah, because I'm like, if it was just a portable system, I, I mean, I played, I played Zelda in portable mode, yeah. a good amount, right? But I don't know that I would be able to commit the seventy hours I put in so far. Yeah, if I could only do that. Right, right, yeah, I agree. Um, and not even that I like. I bet I, if I was forced to, I would be perfectly happy to. Mm-hmm. I think it's just the, it it changes the way you think about it as yep. a system. Yeah. Like you can be playing it on your TV and then you can have your three friends come over just like we did a couple of days ago and just everyone played their switch and then people took turns playing it on the big TV oh, wow. and then That's Yeah, cool. it was really fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, Steven, you have your dock here at Glitch I do. on a, the TV in the lounge area and I've played mine on that mm-hmm. and it's just it's kind of incredible. Yeah. Like just to be able to play it on somebody else's TV that easily, mm-hmm. you know, cause it is the switch. The dock is just a dumb plug. Right. Yeah. You know? All you gotta do is plug it in and yeah, not even a, like not even 10 seconds later, you're playing on TV. Yeah. Those Nintendo guys, they're so geniuses. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do it. What are we talking about? Steven? The thrill of competition, <laughs> competitive play. Yeah. It's fun, right? I guess I've I, heard. I guess I heard. no, no, it's fun. Okay. Yeah. I will defeat you. <laughs> yes. See, Martha has the spirit. I feel like this is going to be a bit of a rehash of our mastery. A little bit. Because we did talk a lot about those types I of games. I will defeat you. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a little different, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Like, okay. So mastery, yes. It, we did touch on it a little bit. Yeah. Um, but competition specifically is really about defeating somebody else. And mastery, you don't have to have have mastered it to defeat another person. Right. Oh, heck yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> Right, it's like you don't have to outrun the bear, you just have to outrun your friend. Right. <laughs> that's exactly it. And like when you're just playing in a small town or whatever, uh, you, that's all you have to do is you have to be better than everybody else. <laughs> you don't have to be better than Zero and yeah. Super Smash Brothers. Right, right. Beat your friends. 
Um, or like when we all got together and played seven player Bomberman, yeah. all you had to do was be better than Charles <laughs> and not everyone could do that. No, no, no. Jeez. Sarah was the only one who beat us. Yeah. She's the only one who did it twice. I think right, everybody yeah. else got lucky maybe once. Mm-hmm. She actually was good at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, competition. What, yeah. what is it about? Do you guys like competition? Sounds like you don't, Mark. I do in a sense that I like it as a way to express a sort of personal narrative. Like okay. winning is, I mean, when we play board games, right. like I didn't have as much fun winning as losing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a, that's also, that's a mechanism to handle losing so often, but yeah. like, <laughs> but you know, in, I think when you, I, I guess it's, it's when it comes down to what I have a problem with mastery is like taking it too seriously, okay. which is like, that's a hard position of mine to defend because it's fun to be good at a game. It's fun to be better than your friend. It's fun to play over and over and over again to see who gets better faster. Yeah. All of that is fun. And I have fun doing that. Mm-hmm. But I think there's like, I think it's just the actual emotional value you get out of it. I, I feel a little differently than I think other people do. Okay. Sort of. Well, I mean, what you've described to me doesn't sound too different from how other people deal with sure, it. Sure. I guess. I, so. I mean, and maybe some people just get way too deep into um, yeah. competition. Like sometimes they get to the point where just losing is. Not unacceptable. Right. And that isn't good because really <laughs> losing is the best way to learn how to win. Um, but yeah, like I, I think that I think that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. Like you definitely can get too too much into competition. That's bad. Right, right. Yeah. Martha, what about you? You like competition? Yes. Yes. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> what kind of games do you like to compete in? Well, I like uh I like playing that game. Keep wanting to say overcooked, which is the wrong game. Is it oh. Job Simulator? <laughs> uh, Overwatch. Ah, uh, Overwatch. Yes, uh, that's really fun um, because uh, I don't know. Winning feels good. It and, does, and losing sometimes feels bad. But yeah. like with that game, you lose and win so quickly that uh, you don't have time to feel bad, too bad about you losing. Mm-hmm. You think that's, you think that's an important part of a competitive game? Like how, how quickly the game ends? Yeah. Cause I think I didn't like league as much because when we were losing, we knew most of the time you would know, like, unless it was a really good, well-matched game. Yeah. Like that's really fun. If it goes for a really long time, if you're like, you're super evenly matched. So like you're going back and forth and who will win? And yeah. who, no one knows. Yeah. But uh, when you are, just going against people who are all ranked and you're like, oh, well, okay, this is, this is dumb. Uh, <laughs> can you just surrender at 20? Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but, uh, with, with games that, are, that go quickly, um, you can lose and you're only like, ah, oh, darn for like two seconds yeah. and then you're back into it. Yeah. So that's why Clawbreaker is really fun right. because the rounds only last maybe 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I agree. I like, I like games that have fast turnaround matches. Mm-hmm. I think that can be a lot of fun because yeah, you can lose seven in a row and it kind of doesn't matter because yeah. it, it I, I don't know, like those tiny defeats are, are less, they sting you less than the longer one mm-hmm. because you feel less like you've invested time in the loss, <laughs> even though in the end you've invested the same amount of time in seven losses. Like, you yeah. Know? Yeah. That's I mean, why I always play golden eye with one hit kill. Oh. Those matches go quick and they're yeah, very they fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I say all this and then if Dylan were here, he'd be like, Martha, you get so salty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it happens. So. It happens for sure. Yeah. I, I try to keep it. I, I normally, I'm normally very accepting of losses because I always, uh, I always consider them as a way to, uh, to learn. So like, even when I was playing League of Legends and we were in a match and it was very obvious we were losing because like one of our guys leave and the other guy's raging and the, the third guy is like <laughs> fed 10 kills or something like that. Um, I was always like, well, I'll use this as an opportunity to learn. And so <laughs> I look at it positively. And so I don't, I don't normally get salt, but I tend to get more frustrated with fighting games than like maybe team games like League of Legends, maybe because um, I don't exactly expect a bunch from my teammates. Um, even if, <laughs> not, <laughs> well, that sounded worse than I meant. Um, not in a, like, not in a bad way. Like I, I, I'd be playing with friends and things and, um, they're like competent in League of Legends and stuff, but I, I'm not necessarily expecting them to play perfectly because nobody's Cause perfect. you know, you're going to carry. Right. Oh yeah. You know, I'm <laughs> carry with my support bard. Uh, <laughs> I did sometimes, but, um, when I'm playing by myself, the only person I can blame is myself. 
So like if I'm playing Super Smash Brothers and this guy is playing oh, Sonic or something stupid and <laughs> uh, Sonic's legitimate. Sonic's he's in a, the game? Yeah, in, in Super Smash Brothers 4. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. He's in Super Smash Brothers Brawl too. Yeah. That doesn't make like sense. The Pac-Man too, right? Pac-Man's in it. Mega Man's in it. There's a lot of, a lot of third party. Yeah. Bayonetta? Bayonetta's in it. Cloud what? is in it. What? Yes. What? Ryu from Street Fighter is in it. Yes. What? In the previous one, Snake from Metal Gear was in yep. it. Oh yeah, I remember Snake. <laughs> Yeah, um, but anyways, Sonic, uh, he's annoying, but he's a legitimate <laughs> character and they're winning legitimately, I have to say. <laughs> You're like, it's a mantra. It's like, I <laughs> to do that. Um, but like, I would get frustrated sometimes because like, I, I'm, I'm not, well, maybe it's just because I'm not figuring out what I'm doing wrong. And so I keep trying to attack or try, keep trying to beat this person. I'm not figuring it out. Uh, and so I, I like, I'll even try uh, approaching it in different ways, but it's just not, it's just not clicking. And so I, I get frustrated in that way, mm-hmm. but I, I just keep doing it because I want to <laughs> win so bad. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard, but it's, it's still thrilling. It's still fun. Yeah. Do it that way. Yeah. I don't know. I like, I like uh, competitive games that are tactical. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of why I like uh, Mario Kart battle mode. Ah, cause yes. you like, you know, and that like, uh, I, I was raised on Mario Kart 64 and there's like that classic four block, uh, oh, yep. match where like, you know, you can't exactly hide, but you can like park somewhere and plan out a thing. Ah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not yeah. even a trap exactly. It's right. just like. Uh, I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. And like those are great. And then you can also, you can, you can strategize around that. And so mm-hmm. I, I value, I really don't value like Twitch um, uh, competition, like okay. the, the, the uh, reflexes. Uh, maybe it's because I'm getting older, but I, I much prefer games that are competitive on, uh, on that intellectual t- uh, tactical level okay um and it, it's funny because when people like there's like um like people have exploits in games right yeah. they, they find like cheats that are like allowed within the mechanics but sort yeah. of feel not right right i always get like why do people get upset about that like oh right because people will just abuse that uh, per normal like ah but see that i just it never occurs to me that like, to care about that playing to win oh okay. you're trying to do that I don't want to talk about that a little bit too. So, <laughs> cause I could, I could rant about this for quite some time. Yeah. But like playing to win is when you're just playing within, within the confines of whatever rules you've set. Cause like Super Smash Brothers, for example, you have, there's a whole bunch of rules they set because there's items and things that make the game a much less competitive right. based game. Um, but anyways, playing to win is playing within the bounds of those rules. So like, for example, in Super Smash Brothers Melee, there's a exploit, um, with the dodging, the air dodging system where you can dodge into the ground and it'll, it'll, it's called wave dashing. You can dodge into the ground and it'll allow you to move a lot more quickly than you would if you were to walk or to run. Mm-hmm. Um, and people in pro levels and like in, and probably in mid level at this point, they, uh, they abuse that to be able to do certain things uh, and make their characters move more fluidly and move more precisely. Um, if you don't use that, and if you don't understand how that works, you like you probably get frustrated, and you'll be like, "You're cheating because you're using an exploit, and I don't know how to use that works, and that's not how the game is supposed to be played." But they're playing to win. Uh huh. That's the difference. People people use exclusive er, er, they use excuses, Johns, as it's called in the Smash <laughs> community. <laughs> that's the whole thing too. Um, but people use excuses, and like when you're when you're playing to win, you shouldn't try to ex- you shouldn't make excuses. You should be trying to beat the other person using whatever is possible within the bounds of the rules to, to win the game. Well, um, yeah, you just said it within the bounds of the rules, the rules being like literally like not punching the other guy in the face to beat him in the game. You mean on the couch, not punching him in the actual face. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, you can totally punch him. I'm saying in, in a game. fighting game, that's kind of the main thing. Right. You're doing. <laughs> of course. But I mean, like if I'm playing a game with Mark, I shouldn't like block his vision so he can't see you while I'm right, throwing right. him off of a cliff. That's yeah, that's oh, that's not what right. about like uh, you know taunting or psychological warfare? Oh, no, that's totally cool. Do that. <laughs> but th- isn't that the same thing? <laughs> oh, you meant? I, I thought you meant in game. S- <laughs> no, sending uh, texts okay. like "I will defeat you." <laughs> As you play. <laughs> well, I mean, the well part of I mean part of the thrill of competition is a little bit of that. Yeah, uh, back and forth play. Right. I think the line of that is is pretty fuzzy. It is. Yeah, I agree. Um. And and it's 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 something yeah. that people deal with on a regular basis, even right. in tournaments. Like there's this thing called coaching, where um, people 
um, after after each round of a fighting game, um, they'll go back to like their friends or people who understand like the matchup that they're trying to deal with, yeah. and they'll ask them for advice on how to approach this. Or like because they're playing the game, they can't see exactly what they're doing. Just like coaching in sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like you you you're, you pay attention to the opponent, but like you don't see everything. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And somebody can help them and give them advice on that. Mm-hmm. But uh, oftentimes, people will like shout advice while they're playing the game, and the other person will hear that and in just how they're playing because of what they hear yeah and people argue back and forth about whether or not that's right if that should be a thing yeah. things like that those are the kinds of things that make like that make this kind of fuzzy mm-hmm. but i'm i guess i'm talking about like there are a lot of things that people will say are cheap like throwing mm-hmm. oh my goodness when my if i play fighting games with my brother whenever i i because he blocks a lot or is it me no okay <laughs> i block a lot and charles will throw and i'll get frustrated and i'll be like why are you throwing me so much and then he'd be like, I'm just throwing you because you keep blocking. And then there's a whole thing. But like yeah. those kinds of things, like Did you just call yourself out. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. I trolled myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, um, but those kinds of things. Right. Are, but that kind of whining is unacceptable. You say, yes. <laughs> so darn you, me. Don't do that kind of stuff, yeah. Stephen. Well, when you say play to win. Yes. I think that's that's where I get. I bump up against it. Okay. Because like. If and then you say play by the rules to win, but the rules are kind of funny. Well, fuzzy. Well, then so is winning. Right? Mm, okay. Or, or I, I guess it's because I'm I'm really invested in like um, the authorial motive, right? Like I like I kind of want a game to be played as it was intended to be played. Okay. Um, which isn't to say that you can't have like emergent gameplay or yeah. creative uses of the rules or whatever. Yeah. But I think if a if a developer is like, oh, I didn't intend that at all, but then all the people who play the game love it, I just feel like that's. I mean, I, you know, it is what it is. And if people like it, then they should just be able to like it. Yeah. But that, I, I feel like I can't get into that. Mm-hmm. So I kind of agree with you. Yeah. Oh, the, I take the opposite view yeah. of yeah. like, like doing whatever that the game, testing the game's limits is mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you start being mean to the person just because you are more like, it's more about your intent, like how oh, I've lost my train of thought on this, but like, I just remember my cousin and would we would play games and he would just he would play to win at the exception of playing like having fun while uh-huh. playing. Okay. And like that that's the part of it that seems like Yeah. So what do you, what do you mean by that? Like what was he doing that would cause like that? he wouldn't accept like he had to win mm-hmm. to, in order to have fun oh. and would do anything possible to make sure that you lose the most that you can lose okay. as opposed to him winning. I don't know. It's like oh, his right. attitude about it was yeah. like, I will, you know, you are going to lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's more important. I guess it was that it's more important that everyone else loses more than that. He won. Ah, right. It's okay. a lack of sportsmanship. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, yeah, sportsmanship yeah. is important. Mm-hmm. Like honors. I think sportsmanship is a fantasy. Like it kind of. I think it's it's, it's a, an idea. It's an agreement that everybody breaks eventually. Yeah. Like uh, I mean, you know, which isn't to say you can't have a fun night with friends being sportsmanlike, mm-hmm. but it just feels like it's an idea. It's like a. It just can't. It can't hold forever. Like, wow, yeah. you've got such a defeatist attitude. I I just hate sports. <laughs> <laughs> There's some fun things. I know. I, I mean, like, that sounds worse than I really mean it. To yeah. Me, but I know. like. But that you know, we say like, well, I mean, if that's the only way he can have fun, like, who are you to deny him that fun? Uh, but then wait a minute. But then that denies you. Then only one of you can have fun. And then why are you playing it? Like, it just seems that there's no way. There's no way. There's no correct answer. Everything is so specific there to a scenario. There's right? a whole bunch of different reasons why people play competitive games. Sometimes they want to do it just because they want to prove to themselves that they can beat another person. Yeah. Sometimes they do it because they want to be the best. You know, the mastery thing. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they just do it because it's kind of fun to mess around with friends on the, on this game, whatever. Yeah. And they're not taking it that seriously. There's a whole bunch of different reasons. And so it's kind of difficult as game developers to support all of these different reasons to play a competitive game. Yeah. I mean, I'm so down on it, like on a, at a high like ideological level, but yeah. I'm making a competitive multiplayer yeah. game. <laughs> and, but, but it, is, but it, it was designed from the start to be... A, let more of a party game than a fighting game. Yeah. So I actually am quite curious to see if that holds up mm-hmm. um, with people who would take it seriously and try to find all the corners and like, um, but also I'm, I'm a different maker than I am a player. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable with a little bit of contradiction there, but I do still think that I would, I, it would bum me out a little bit 
if people played my game like steely eyed, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know. I'm not, it's, yeah. it's hard to express exactly. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I want to make it clear that I'm not like against games that are competitive. Right. I just think that like it, it, it's more about the culture of competitive play that I feel it like I feel alienated from. Okay. Perhaps. Okay. I guess I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. That does seem like you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, I really like competitive play because it's, it's thrilling and I really like that aspect of playing to win. Yeah. Um, I try not to make excuses for when I lose and sure. I've gotten better at that. When I was making excuses about getting thrown, I was like 12. So <laughs> that's <I'm>, fine. Sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, that's interesting because I, because like I've, I mean, we've all had that, right? Yeah. When you lose or like uh, you play Trivial Pursuit and like you get the question wrong because it's from 1973. Yeah. And the information is outdated. Yeah. You're like, you just want to, and then the someone, whoever's arguing with you, it's like the argument means nothing. Just mm-hmm. move on already. Yeah. Right. But like you can't help but feel aggrieved, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, with the video- rules don't even all say that you're, <laughs> you lose. They also say that you're a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so like, yeah, I mean, Stephen, everyone had your attitude at least in in intent uh if not in actually how you carry yourself yeah. like i think even if they just tried to play the way you do i think that that's that seems fine to me yeah like yeah you know just a little bit guys yeah just a little bit <laughs> <laughs> well but what about clawbreaker like clawbreaker is a game where some even though it's pretty back and forth and random and fun you could have a player dominate that game and, oh, yeah. and kind of ruin it for others, right? <laughs> but that's not, I don't think that's ever happened, but it totally could. It does no, but, when you go but, for the stars. Uh-huh. <laughs> and But people get really into it, yeah, like yeah. trying to de- defeat each other. And we added a counter so you can see who, like how many times you've defeated the other person. Yeah, right. You just died. And man, if you said, who was it? It was Michael and Lane, I think. Oh, just went yeah. at it. Yeah, I they just, did. They did. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I have to post that video somewhere because it's really good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Like they get super intense about it, yeah, but yeah. like in a like fun, fun intensity. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get nervous when I watch people play test my game where one player is dominant and wins every match. That makes me nervous. Mm. It, more than it probably should, mm. I guess, because all games have that problem. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm not. I'm not trying to bounce it away. I'm not putting any blue shells in my game. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's uh, and that might just be because I empathize too much with the player who's like comes in third place out of four every match. Like, well, they're, they're just kind of middling. And like, is that, is that even fun? And what is even the point of this game? If that's how, I don't know. I have, I sort of get existential about it. Yeah. Uh, my family plays this card game called Canfield and it has a, a swear for an a alternate name uh, because everyone gets so uh, <laughs> into it. And my grandma loses like every time. And yeah. I always feel so bad because she like, it's you go yay when she gets like points. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but and she's like started cheating just so that she can. Get, <laughs> we just sort of let her because we're like it's fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's two grandmas. I'm imagining now. There's one grandma who is like, Ugh, I always lose this dumb game. I'm gonna cheat a little. Show these youngins what's going on, and that's <laughs> her way of having fun. Yeah. Or she's like this family thing, and I've got to be involved, and like, but it's not any fun for me, and. Maybe I'll just do this. And maybe she feels bad about it. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's I'm, hard to know. I'm not trying to make this a problem. I'm just, <laughs> well, it's just, I'm just it's, saying like, that's, it's interesting. Cause like that's, that could be a really fun story about how people like adapt to a, comp- a competitive play style. Yeah. Um, which everybody seems to be fine with. Right. It's like, you know, you like uh, the younger brother who you give a couple of seconds to catch up or whatever. Like that is a, that is a time honor tradition and everyone wins from that pretty much. But it, maybe it's not that, you know? I didn't do that with my brother. <laughs> I just beat him down. <laughs> he needed to get beat down. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, man. <laughs> this guy. Yeah. Not nice games, club. <laughs> well, we've said this before, but when Arms comes out, you and Charles, oh, yeah. we're holding an exhibition match. Yes. Selling tickets to that thing. <laughs> we're selling tickets. I guess some of the profits, right? <laughs> well, we'll Got see. Got to step an LLC. <laughs> <laughs> all right well that is our show if you haven't already subscribe the nice games club in your favorite podcast app and be sure to give it a good review if you liked it or a nice like us or uh oh no we've we're finished with that See, calendar math messed me up again. <laughs> I was so gonna congrats announce, to the winner. Congrats to the winner of the GlitchCon tickets because we gave them away already, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, but if you are nice like us, uh, or you just want to be in on all the fun people had uh, last week when they were uh, uh, trying to get those tickets, please leave us a review on iTunes or anywhere you can. Uh, it, it's valuable to us. Uh, also, Stephen, what's please, that? What's that website? Please come to nicegames.club/feedback. Let's right. give us feedback on our feedback form. Yeah, <laughs> uh, as the show moves forward, we need to know where you want it to go. Yes, um, yes your voice matters. Uh, so give it to us. Uh, we want to hear directly from you, of course. So follow us on Twitter and all the other things at Nice Games Club. Let us know how we're doing. Send us your topics. Ask us your questions. Uh, lastly, you can find out more about the show and your nice host, as well as get all the links and notes from this and other episodes at NiceGames.club. So until we start again, remember to play nice and make nice. Did we win? No, no, we didn't win that one. Did Martha win? Yes, Mar- Martha won. Martha won. Ding. <laughs> we we really should have a scoreboard. Like, <laughs> we'll each we'll keep a score, and then after a year, we'll see how fun it really is. Ah. <laughs> As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.